0: All right. All right, All right. Welcome to the uh, Ocean Water Podcast. I have my friend uh, Doc Jacobs on uh, with us today, and you're going to hear uh, a really inspiring life and a really inspiring story today. Doc, thanks so much for being with us, brother.
1: Well, thank you for having me. Yeah. So, Doc, uh,
0: when you're at home these days um, and you're hungry, uh, where do you like to go? What do you, where do you go and what do you get? Uh, Food-wise,
1: um, Chick Fil A is my my go-to. Nice. That's, yeah, you you can never go wrong with the uh, Chick Fil A's chicken sandwich. So.
0: No, you can't. In fact, uh, they're building one by my house here in San Clemente. So, so. Oh, nice. That's super fun. I can't. I can't wait for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what are you doing these days, and how did you get into it? Um, so
1: these days. Um, more or less doing authoring. Um, I, I just wrote an autobiography that's going to be published on August 31st. Awesome. Um, I'm writing a, a second book, which is based on a series of dreams I had while I was at a Padres fantasy camp. And um, I'm writing a third book, helping a, another amputee out and uh, sharing her story. And then I'm creating a fourth book off of another dream idea I had. So I uh, got into writing. And um, I also play uh, sled hockey with the San Diego Ducks and I still run half marathons with the Achilles freedom team. And um, I still do other nonprofit stuff other than my own, which I, I run a nonprofit that provides sports scholarships for kids and military and veteran families. So I'm all over the map, but you know, <laughs>
0: well, it's, it's, be, it's because you, it's because you've lived a full life. It's because you have yeah. so much experience and it's, and it's because you have so much to share it's really exciting. And so if you could just take a couple minutes and just sort of explain to people who might be meeting you for the first time, kind of your, your sports background and your service background and, and kind of how that's led in, led into offering.
1: Okay. Well, so I grew up, um, divorced family. Uh, my mom and my dad split, uh, when I was young, my dad was a, a quartermaster in the Navy. So I grew up military brat. And I knew um, when I graduated high school I'd want to go in the military. Just wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. And I ended up being a uh, Navy Corpsman, which is a uh, combat trauma specialist for the Marines. And I did one tour overseas. I went to Ramadi right away. And uh, I had right around over 225 combat patrols and over 60 confirmed combat life saves on my one deployment. And I was, uh, I want to say, about two weeks away from out of out of country and I got um, hit by roadside bomb and that was a life altering um, life altering day for me um, because I was going to come back home be a paramedic firefighter work reserves and go back overseas whenever the the military wanted me to but got a bigger plans for me And so I got hit by this uh, triple stack IED Ended up losing my left leg below the knee. My right leg's a limb salvage. I'm missing uh, three partial fingers. I broke my back, uh, a, a traverse fracture of L3. Shattered my right forearm. Had TBI. Had a couple jaw surgeries. And so I wanted to stay in. I fought. I stayed in. I did two years of rehab recovery. Fought. I um, passed the, the Navy's physical readiness test like everybody else. Like I was going back in and I encountered a lot of um, uh, discrimination because of my physical appearance and my quote unquote disabilities and how people perceive themselves in my shoes with my injuries. And so I ran into a lot of discrimination and nobody to to back me. So it was a constant uphill battle and um, I continued to fight on and in doing so uh, to maintain that sanity, I, I started getting back into track and like running half marathons and hand cycling marathons and playing softball. And uh, I was on the Team USA Paralympic volleyball team. And so I use sports as like an outlet to to heal and, and better myself and to um, set aside any rage or anger or any, any negative emotions. And so um, when I got out of the military after eight years, I uh, met a wonderful legend, a Dodgers legend, Tommy Lasorda. And I tried out for professional baseball, I tried out with the Dodgers in February of 2013. And um, then I tried out for the Chicago White Sox twice, the Detroit Tigers and the Milwaukee Brewers, all while being on Team USA's Paralympic Volleyball team and running half marathons around the world. So, wow. um, and then that, that transitioned me into uh, starting my nonprofit and uh, helping create the opportunity for kids of military and veteran families to play sports that otherwise wouldn't be available to them because of um, lack of funding. So I transitioned into that and after being told by Major League Baseball that I'm too old and, you know, they respect my service and what I did for our country and sacrifices that um, I, I wouldn't be able to keep up and that's just their general guidelines. So I um, decided that it's time to step away from that and I started playing sled hockey with the San Diego Ducks and I continued to run half marathons. I summited Mount Kilimanjaro on February 29th of this year and so I'm literally all over the map but um, I decided to tell my story and uh, make myself vulnerable and uh, my book is going to be published on August 31st 2020 and um, but I I don't want to say let Age and others determine me to be an author, or you know, let them force me into that. But I think me trying to educate and help share my story transitioned me into being an author, opposed to someone just telling me, "Oh, you're injured. Go sit in the corner and you know either cry about it or do something." I I figure by telling my story can impact others and, and make them better aware of the situation of what someone with a, a disability goes through and uh, turn it into an educational piece and all around uh, a positive piece opposed to negative with hatred and drugs and alcohol. So that's, that's what I'm up to.
0: Wow. So inspiring, man. You've lived yeah. a full, 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 full life and yeah. love how, I mean, super, super inspiring and, and, yeah. and, and wonderful, wonderful to talk to you. Um, you know you, you you're getting into writing now and part of writing is is reflect and then you think about what you might want to say to people that are that are yeah. that are within the audience that are you know kind of that are in your heart to talk to so um, if if current doc could talk to doc that was maybe uh, half his age right now what are what are a few things he might say i would
1: i would just tell them to be aware and open-minded about the possibilities of of any sort of discrimination or any any changes that might not go your way, and to not take it personal because a lot of people aren't educated in, in how to deal with somebody with an amputation, uh, let alone anybody with a disability, because the average American is not trained or educated in in such a you know, in such a manner, you know, you just walk by and someone says, oh, cool leg, you know, know, instead of, you know, hey man, how'd that happen? I'm so sorry. Are you okay? Like, you know, the VA treating you good. So there's, there's a lot that can be done. So instead of young doc getting angry and frustrated with the system and people not knowing and Mm -hmm. thinking that they're, you know, hating on me because of that, you know, I want to say that that's more of a of a thing of just be patient, let things sort themselves out, um, talk to people in a in a more peaceful manner instead of being judgy and angry right away. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, anytime we have to deal with um, people that are hard, people that are tough, people that people that discriminate, it's it's hard, man. I can't. Imma- yeah. I can't imagine being on the on the receiving end
1: of that because of the yeah. issues. Well, and I mean, even your peers in the, in the military, when you're doing the job at the same level that they are, and then they tell you that you're not physically capable of doing something hmm. and telling you that you would never know the difference between a rock and a landmine. And, you know, I look at them and tell them, you wouldn't either because by the time you step on it, realize it's too late. So, I mean, what are are we even talking about here? But to have the the military change my medical record to say that I'm not medically ready and to lie about things and say that I I wasn't there at this time or whatever, uh, that I didn't show up to that physical readiness test. And, you know, I got zeros on all of that, even though it wasn't true that, you know, it, it just, it sucks, but, you know, it's, that's why I'm writing my book is to educate people and, and tell people that, you know, this is what to expect if, if you want to go down this path. I love that you're, yeah.
0: running, you know, raising, raising money is one, is one quality, but raising minds, you know, raising, yeah. raising minds is, is oftentimes harder, a lot harder yeah. than raising money. And, uh, and both are important. Both are important. Maybe yeah. raise, Maybe raising minds is more important. Getting, oh yeah, getting people to think differently about about their own thinking.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, even I was doing a contracting gig in uh, Germany, and one of the the ladies at the bar, um, she was telling me, she said, "Why do you work? Why why are you out here working in the field and you know doing this job? You know here in." here in our country, if you have a disability, we just expect you to just sit at home and kind of not be an eyesore on the rest of the the community. And it's like, this is 20, well, this was like 2017, you know? And I'm like, why, why, why do you have that mindset? That, that, that's not right. <laughs> yeah. But apparently, you know, that's how a lot of people think. Yeah. But, yeah.
0: Um. So, so, uh, Part of you know being driven and having a lot of energy is the the drive never goes away, and so neither do the personal goals, which is yeah. one of the wonderful things about being a human. so same thing that enabled you to to excel in uh, in, in trying out for in, for professional sports, the same thing that enabled you to excel in your service to our country, the same thing that has enabled you to excel, to overcome all of your um, obstacles, and now get into get into writing and authoring. Uh, that's a tremendous uh, energy and and a yeah. that Perspective. And so, one of my favorite questions to ask people is, "What are you curious about these days? Like, what are you really interested in?" Um,
1: curious, as in you know what I. What you know could have happened or curious as in like what would what would intrigue me as in you know i would want to go do next
0: yeah yeah what, what okay. intrigues
1: you um well a lot of stuff intrigues me really um even just this whole authoring stuff is new to me and i i grew up and i didn't like reading and i just thought it was boring you know and now here i am i'm writing um four different books and i'm opening my second book to sequels and yeah, I already have all these outlines planned out and like, it's, mm-hmm. it's exciting to have that creative mindset and to share that. And um, so for me, I, I want to travel around more. I want to travel the world more and um, share my story and, and help other, other people of different cultures. Um, like it's, mm-hmm. it's intriguing to go, go to other countries and see their ways of life and see how I can better those ways. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I, I mean, a lot really intrigues me, but mostly, mostly traveling and sharing my story.
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad you're traveling and I'm glad you're sharing it. And I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait to read your stuff. I'm really excited about it. Um, yeah. Let's, let's hang a bit of a right. Uh, okay. And um, what, is your, what is your, understanding? Right now, uh, about like the world of water, you know, what's kind of your your take on what's happening in the world with 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 water situation? With water? Yeah.
1: Um, I find it to be a very interesting interesting world with uh with water, and mostly because I. I, I don't know, I know some countries are running out of water, yes, and it's mm-hmm. it's kind of one of those things, like you know, go to Africa and you know you see these um these kids that have to hike miles with jerry cans and before they start school, and you know, they're you know risking their lives by going out and lions and all kinds of other predators that are out there just to get water to bring back to the school and bring it to. Boil that they can use for that day, and they get up the next day and they do it again, and that's their way of life. But you know, there's there's countries that are running out of water, like South Africa was running out of water. Like, yes, it's it's crazy, and you know, then you have all of these these companies that just waste so much water, mm-hmm. and it's it's our basic human right as as creatures of this earth to live here, but right. we're running out, and and then in some areas where there's plenty of water, it's so so much bacteria in it that you can't drink it. And, you know, you can't really use it. So it's it's interesting. I've been in countries where, you know, you, you can't even open your eyes in the shower because you're using rain water and there's chickens and birds that are pooping on top of the roof. And there's so much bacteria in that that, you know, it's just absurd, you know, but but that's your shower water. And so, you know, it's, yeah, I mean, I, I wish there, there was a better solution. I know desalinization is, is one way, but that's very costly. And Mm -hmm. even putting in self-sustaining clean water wells in local regions in Africa is very costly too, but it's efficient. And so I don't know. And then there's how many cities in America that have so many old, you know, systems from the 1950s and 60s that are still in existence that are falling apart and there's so much lead and other bacterias that are unknown and the government doesn't want to release that information to us and so i i don't know there's there's so much out there that i wish i i knew an answer and i i tried my best to <laughs> to well, help you're but
0: right, you're right about it uh, you're right about it being a fundamental human right in 2010 the u.s an app and they, they made sure that it was uh, recognized officially as a, as a fundamental human right. And so, and, and you're right, there are a variety of problems that exist in the world. So some are infrastructure-based in the first world. Those are like U.S. water problems. There are uh, kind of interior land-based problems. You'll find that in the interior of, uh, of sub-Saharan Africa quite a bit. Yeah, and then you'll also find um, kind of what we work on at ocean waters. You'll find that there are also a lot of marginalized groups along the coasts of the world. So that the Earth has about 200 countries. About 108 of those have, have um, access to, to the ocean on their coasts. And so yeah. what we what we have found in our research is that there are there are thousands of marginalized groups around the world like in what i there's small pockets of people though so they're yeah 20 families 40 families 60 families these families have either very little access to water or very poor water quality so kind yeah. of one of the things that we work on it at at, at 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 ocean water is uh is providing these systems and yes you're right the the large scale systems are are extremely expensive and they're coming, and they but the other problem with the large systems is water is then water is then turned around and charged as a commodity so, so yeah there's sort of a war right now in the world about well is water going to be a fundamental human right or is it going to be a commodity that we annually raise the price on one to two percent <clears throat> so kind of where Ocean Waters landed is, let's be a privately funded group of people that that make uh, water out of the ocean for free and distribute it to those people. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's really exciting. You know, there's there are many 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 people around the world doing wonderful work <clears throat> in the world of water. Ours, uh, yeah. Ours is uh, ours is ocean base, and that's that's the thing that I have a passion for. And, and exciting, and, and it's something that Justin and I have a, is, who, is how, who is how we know each other from, from, our friend, from our mutual friend, Justin Spire. Yeah. And I have been <clears throat> uh, friends for a long time, but also working together on, on this issue. And yeah. someday, someday you and Justin and I are gonna have to go on a trip, brother.
1: Right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's, it's super heartbreaking, um, my last trip to uh, Arusha, you know these kids at the local school they're washing their hands and in a like looks like an outside bathtub of water, and then they scoop their water bottles in there and then they drink it and you know, how many you know millions of bacteria are in there and then in like it's just it's sad it's it's heartbreaking and then in another country like you said that are you know, how many countries border water or the ocean and this country Tarawa where there was a, a main battle in World War II um, a three-day battle with the Marine Corps and the the Japanese uh, their lagoon they dump all their trash and sewage in there and then they go hunt fish and you know spear fish and stuff in there and then they bring it back and eat it and it's, it's sad and you know when, when I was going over there they were telling me that if you see someone with gray hair, they're a very rare person over there because the, the waterborne illnesses that they get just kills them off before they're 55, 60, and, you know, so their, their longevity of life is not that great, and it's, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, there's a,
0: cor- there's a correlation between um, good good lifelong quality water and life expectancy. Yeah. So you, you just look around, it's exactly what you said and, and because it's a little bit like, you know, if you have a motorcycle, you're supposed to fill it with 91 octane and you don't yeah. you decide to fill it with 87 octane. Well, a motorcycle will function off of 87 octane, but you've, yeah. just, you've just shaved about a third of the life off of the engine. Yep. That's the, yeah. that's the analogy for, for why we need high quality high access yeah. to water versus low quality, low, low access to water. You know, you know quite a bit, you know, quite a bit. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. And well, you, like you said, I've, I've lived a full life.
0: Yeah, it's great. I am it's, really, yeah. it's really an honor to talk with you. And, uh, and it's really an honor to, to meet you and, and to be friends with you. Uh, a few things. Um, well, we're going to definitely have to make sure and, and get out on a, on a bicycle ride together. I'd be happy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely absolutely want to, want to do that with you. Uh, and I just want to say, uh, that it's really inspiring what, what you're doing. Um, and I love how you're making it a point to go out and raise minds. It's really important that as we move forward as humans on this earth, that we rethink our thinking on so so many levels. And so what that does is it starts with, with someone like yourself, who's, who's willing to write, Who's willing to speak, yeah. willing to write, willing to speak, willing to make their life about uh, helping others. So, uh, thank yeah, you, thank you for your friendship. It's well, really exciting what you're doing, and and um, yeah, it's just it's it's an honor to meet you. Are there, are there any um? Are there any parting words that you might give us, dude? Anything at all that we need to be thinking about? Anything that we need to hear?
1: Um, not really. I mean, I, I know with the world with everything going on in the world. You know, I just want to tell everyone, you know, love one another and, you know, we got to stop this hate and, you know, just, we have one shot on this planet together and why not make it a peaceful, loving experience with each other? So I just want to say that to everyone. So. Amen. Yep.
0: Well, thank you, Doc. It's an honor. Yeah, thank us. you. I can, uh, on behalf of everyone who's going to hear this today, thank you for your time. You gave us your most important commodity today, your time and your energy yeah thank you we really appreciate it brother yeah thank you yeah have a wonderful day doc thanks so much all right thank you